Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. To become a meteorologist, it can take a lot of determination and strength with all of the math and science involved. One meteorologist has used this determination and strength to propel himself into a new career, becoming an American Ninja Warrior. Wow. Today, we're joined by Joe Moraviski of the famed NBC TV series, and we're going to discuss how he made this amazing leap from meteorologist to obstacle course champion. And it may come as so, no surprise to many of you on the show, he's referred to as the weatherman. Joe, thank you for joining us on the Weather Geeks podcast. How can I not? The weatherman has to join the Weather Geeks podcast. Yeah, no, it's just... It's only natural, given that you are the weatherman and everyone calls every meteorologist a weatherman, whether we're on TV or not. I'm sure you've experienced that over the course of your career as well. Let me give give listeners a little bit of your background here. You've got a bachelor's degree in meteorology and a minor in mathematics from Western Connecticut State University. You are a former broadcast meteorologist and served as a freelance meteorologist for News 12 in Connecticut. Uh, You compete on NBC's American Ninja Warrior and on USA Network's Team Ninja Warrior, uh, works at Real Life Ninja Academy in Stanford, Connecticut, and you served as captain of Team USA for American Ninja Warrior USA versus the world. But before all of the Ninja Warrior talk, how'd you become a weather geek? Oh, man. You know, I mean, the story I tell everyone, there's always a story, right? You talk to Jim, Jim Cantore, you talk to Stephanie Abrams, you talk to anybody, uh, you know, any of these weather geeks has their story. And I feel like I've, you know, I've got the original story and I've got the story over the years that kind of, you know, different things have happened to me that made me realize, hey, I think I really need to get into meteorology. It's like my life calling. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about that also a little bit. But, you know, when I was in third grade, uh, Mrs. Jansen was my teacher. And I always told her, you know, with between her and, and Mrs. Lacey in fifth grade, I always told them that I was going to be a weatherman one day. I don't know what it was. I was just fascinated with clouds. I was fascinated with the, the you know, the severe weather, the thunderstorms rolling in and and the, the power behind them. Right. And obviously the devastating power and the tragic power it could have is is certainly something that we're not excited about. But, you know, just the sheer amount of energy those things generate just was very exciting to me. Maybe it's because I was an energetic young boy and that's just what I was doing. I was you were destined, off the walls you were, like electricity, you know? You were, so, you were destined for meteorology and American Ninja Warrior then, From I guess. the start, right? Yeah. From the start. And, and honestly, I can really say that when I was a kid, I wanted two things. I wanted to be a weatherman on TV and I wanted to be a professional athlete. And I was like, there's no way I can do both. I just don't understand how that's even a possibility, but I'm going to go for it. And here I am today, 20 something, you know, years later, actually have been on air with News 12 in Connecticut. And now, you know, I'm on American Ninja Warrior. I've been doing it for nine years. It's like, man, I, I can't even believe that this is where I'm at. You know, I can believe it because it's what I've wanted for my whole life. But it's like to actually have it come to fruition is is pretty outstanding. 
And no, uh, I remember in, in high school, you know, it, I was at graduation. We had a graduation party at my house. My family's there. And I was talking to my aunt about, I don't know if I want to do meteorology. I don't know if I, I can handle it. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I, you know, and all those questions kind of came into it. And we had this random storm, this pop-up storm come through town. And I swear to you, you ready for this? I witnessed a phenomenon. Cantori be going crazy. Ball lightning. Ball lightning. Wow. Ball lightning. It came down the street in front of me. It was slow motion. It was the craziest thing. Came down the street and it exploded in front of the house. I can't explain it to you. I've even done research on it because it just, it was this, I don't even know what it was at the time. I, I think in high school, you know, at that point in my career, you know, obviously still learning about weather, but I had heard of ball lightning, but didn't there, you know, there's very, very few, uh, you know, moments where it's caught on camera or well, even geek, geek out with us for a second on the show and tell the listeners what, what you learned about what ball lightning is, because I suspect there's some listeners that are curious. Like, what is that ball lightning? I mean, it can take the form of literally what looks like a ball and it can kind of move almost in its own in its own way, it's it's a very strange phenomenon that I'm sure we don't have a ton of info on because it's so rare. And and it literally, like I said, it came down the street, you know, within a second and a half, it was gone, but it was like, boom, huge explosion right in front of the house. And I was like, you know what? I'm talking to my aunt still. I'm like, you know what? Pretty sure that's a sign that I'm gonna stick with meteorology because we were actually having a, a real, deep conversation about whether or not I should be doing it. And it happened in that moment. It was, I can't write it better. I couldn't, well, <laughs> I couldn't write it better. Clearly it helped spark your continued interest, pun intended. But did you yeah. play sport? You mentioned wanting to be an athlete. What, what kind of sport? Because this American Ninja, and we're going to get all into the American Ninja War, oh, yeah. very athletically involved, seen the show, but what, what, what did you do in high school or in, in, as a youth in terms of athletics? Yeah, so I started off my my sporting career, you know, as most five-year-olds would and playing soccer and, you know, running around all over the place. My parents knew that they needed to enroll me in sports because I was just this, <clears throat> I was this ball of energy, no pun <laughs> uh, or pun intended. The pun and, continues. Uh, yeah, so they enrolled me in soccer and I immediately took off with it. I took off, you know, I I needed that. You know, I needed to be running around and, and I needed to be jumping off things and, and just it's who I've been and who I am. And so I, I let that kind of guide me through middle school. And then in high school, you know, obviously playing the traditional basketball, baseball, uh, I'd kept up with soccer. I took a year off from soccer, did cross country just to kind of see what I'm made of. I, I was a crazy high schooler. I wanted to do cross country. Who does that? <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I wanted to see how fast I can get. I wanted to see if it would help me in my basketball um, season because cross country was right before basketball season. It did, by the way, super, super amounts of, I just, I felt like I didn't even need to rest. It was amazing. <laughs> um, and then I brought it back to soccer my senior year, which by the way, <clears throat> bad call. I lost all my skills in that year. It was terrible. Um, just stuck with cross country. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, right. And at that time in high school, I'm watching this show called Ninja Warrior. It's on, it's on uh, TBS. It was, it's, it was called Sasuke, which is the Japanese version of the show. It's the original show. And I was like, man, I actually, I remember a story. My mom, I was in the living room. I was probably 18 years old. It was maybe like the first or second season. It was probably, yeah, maybe season two or something. Um, and it's on TV. And 
my mom walks by and she's like, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, it's this show called Sasuke. It's like Ninja Warrior or something. She's like, oh, that sounds cool. I was like, yeah, she watches it for a second. And then she carries on and, and she was, you know, she was like, yeah, you, you know, that looks really fun. I was like, I think I can do that. Like, I really think it doesn't look hard. I don't know why these guys are falling. I don't, I don't understand. Because I, you know, having a meteorology background, the physics background, I really understand movement, motion uh, in a three-dimensional space. And, you know, obviously we're used to more um, <laughs> chaotic features. Um, you know, when you see an obstacle sitting there and it's not being influenced by the wind or, or the yeah, rain. Coriolis force. Or <laughs> it's so straightforward, right? Come right. on. So I really, I told my mom, I was like, listen, I think I can do that. She, I can't believe this. I'll never forget this. She goes, yeah, sure, honey. And like walks away. I was like, <laughs> be my greatest supporter. What's going on here? So she probably knew. And just like, you know, Akbar Bajabia Mella, who's one of the hosts of the show, uh, he told me recently <clears throat> that he likes to kind of mess with me a little bit. If he hears that I'm within an earshot, he'll, he'll kind of like rag on me a little bit just because he knows I thrive off that negative reinforcement. A lot of people don't. A lot of people need that. Come on, you can do it. Yeah. I'm the type of person that's, there's no way, Joe, there's no way you can beat it. Like no offense, but there's no way it's impossible. And the second I hear that something clicks in my head and, you know, for my mom to say exactly what I needed to hear in that moment where, you know, whether she was serious or not, or if she knew what she was doing or not, I don't care. The fact of the matter is, it sparked something within me in that moment. I was like, you know what? One day I'm going to try this. And so I went through college. I, I tried out for the baseball team in college. Um, <clears throat> I was on the bubble to make the team. And we actually had a, a game on Easter. I remember it was a scrimmage and I was still in the bubble. And coach was like, all right, we got a, a game on Sunday. And I was like, oh man, it's Easter. That's like my family day. Like I, I need that. You know, it's just who I am. I need that. Absolutely. And uh and I decided to just not go to the game. And that was it. I just walked away from the team. And it was a, it was a really tough choice. Um, but it, it wasn't just because of that. Like, I, I don't have a problem with sacrificing here and there. It's just with the stresses of meteorology and learning everything. I remember my meteorology 175 class. Good God. I, it was just too much. It was too much for me that first year. So you, so you, you, you learned what a lot of my students, by the way, I'm talking with uh, Joe Morvisky of uh, um, American Ninja Warrior fame, but he's a meteorologist and um, talking about the challenges of meteorology. We haven't even gotten to the Ninja Warrior. He's talking about freshman year. So you learned about the calc and the physics involved in the year. I think it catches a lot of people off guard, doesn't it? I love calculus. I'm not the best at it. I love it. Calc two. I'll never take that again. I'll tell you that right now. I just, I have no desire to learn uh, everything that I've chose to forget. <laughs> I just don't even, I, you know what I mean? When we got to Calc 3 in the three-dimensional space, X, Y, Z, oh, okay. It starts to click, right? Oh, that's why we learned the derivative of this. And that's why, okay, now we're going to integrate it within something greater. And now it makes sense. We're talking about the weather and, oh, okay, now we got this, you know, so you know, that man, that, that just, it was a lot for me in college. And so I just decided because I had a job, I was trying to make money so I can pay from, you know, pay for college. Uh, you know, I decided that I was going to just continue to work and continue to study meteorology in the sports career. I'd have to figure it out. Maybe something's there for me. And you know, it's crazy. When I got on the show, the number one thing I would say that got me on the show is the fact that I was a weatherman. That was my 
That was the destiny from the beginning. It was not so much to be a weatherman and to be on TV, even though I've, I've done that and achieved that. I feel like I've, I've set what I've, you know, set out to do what I've always wanted to do. I feel like that was never the, the, the final goal. I always feel like the universe was kind of pointing me towards it to get me to Ninja. And it's crazy because when I got on the show, they called me the weatherman. You know, they were the second I got the call to be on the show, they were like, you're a meteorologist. I was like, well, technically I have a degree. I'm not on air yet, um, but I'm looking for a job. Maybe this will help. And um, and it did, I, I suppose, in a way. Um, maybe so wait a, so wait a minute. So help me get the timelines right. So yeah. you were on American Ninja Warrior before you did some of your TV meteorology later. That is officially correct. Yes, okay. that is. I know. And on the show, they kind of swing it differently. They they will um, excuse me. They would always say, "Yeah, up next is the weatherman," and they would go into that package of me kind of like doing flips and all this cool stuff. And then they would use some of my footage from college, but they always kind of introduced me as an on-air meteorologist. And I was like, "Well, you guys are pushing it a little bit, but hey, what? I'm not going to complain. You know, it, it sounds cool." And uh, at the time, yeah, I, I had started as fresh out of college. We're talking five months, uh, five months out of college. And uh, sure enough, I'm on the show. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we are back on the Weather Geeks podcast, and I am speaking with Joe Morofsky. I want to make sure I clean that up because when I introduced the show, I, I, I ninja'd his name. So I want to make sure we clean that up. And also one other thing that we had that I want to make sure uh, I, I mentioned earlier, earlier that he works at Real Life Ninja Academy in Stanford, Connecticut. But you said you've rebranded that. What is the new rebranded name? Yeah, we got a pretty cool uh, franchise going here, the Ninja Academy brand. And so we're just kind of naming it by, uh, based, based off location. So I'm, I'm a manager at Stanford uh, Ninja Academy in Stanford, okay. Connecticut. We have a yeah. gym in, in Hamden, uh, Hamden, Connecticut. We have up, uh, one in the Hartford area, one in New York City now, which is pretty cool. If you're ever up right. there, uh, take a stop by. And then also we have one on Long Island. So uh, a, lot of cool, a lot of cool stuff going on in the, in the Ninja universe. Yeah. So you, so you were going to uh, tell us uh, one of the questions that I wanted to get to is how did you sort of go from this college alum, graduating from college to finding out how to even uh, audition for the show? I mean, this is where the story gets even even crazier. Um, so I met my wife in, in college. Obviously, we started dating. <laughs> she just wasn't my wife immediately. And uh, so she was a gymnast. Uh, she she trained many years doing gymnastics and, you know, we kind of hit it off right away in calculus class, by the way, um, <laughs> which is pretty funny. I'm I read integral love, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> only us, only us here. Uh, and so, you know, I decided that I was going to really try to learn how to do backflip. I really want to learn how to do backflip. It was just something in me that I'd want to do for so long. So she brought me to the gym. She was at the YMCA 
in Trumbull, Connecticut. And, and I just, I started learning. I got really good really quickly. I had, you know, she was a great coach, of course. And, uh, you know, the facility was great and it is, it was exactly what I needed. And, you know, the, the craziest part about the story is through gymnastics, she ended up getting a different job at Vossi's gymnastics in Newtown, Connecticut, um, where I ended up training for nine years, um, before ended up, you know, leaving and taking this ninja job. And, uh, through that job, okay. Through my wife, through the desire to learn how to backflip and through the, 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 the moving to the Newtown gym, I met Vasi Chuana. He was a Romanian gymnast, uh, Olympic gymnast. He ended up taking me under his wing and, you know, training me, um, you know, helping me with the idea of like trying to get on the show because I had that idea. And he was like, listen, Joe, I actually coached a guy who was on Ninja Warrior season four and I got on season five. And, um, and I was like, no way. And so at his birthday party, he ended up turning like 30 years old or something at the time. And uh, I'm at his party and I'm like, dude, is this the guy? And he's like, yeah, this is Matt. And I was like, oh my gosh. And through all of those crazy entanglements, I somehow met the guy that pointed me in the direction I needed to go. And, uh, and that's pretty much how it all happened. With, you know, if I had not decided to, it's crazy. It's crazy how everything happened. You know, if I hadn't met my wife, I, if I hadn't had the desire to learn how to flip, if I hadn't even stuck with meteorology, I might not have been in calculus to even meet my wife. To, there's just right. so many crazy things. It's really the whole nonlinear processes that chaos theory that you mentioned earlier, you know, butterfly flaps wings in Amazon and it leads to a Rossby wave somewhere. I mean, I think your life is really sort of a living example of that nonlinearity that we talk exactly. about. Yeah. Oh my now, gosh. Now, now you said you've been on the show. I think you said you were se nine seasons. Is that right? Nine, this is nine, the ninth season. Yeah. Ninth. We're in the middle of filming it right now. Oh, wow. Okay. So nine seasons. How many times have you actually won? A title. So my first season on the show, I came out, you know, season five, rookie, no name, no big deal, right? Just go and do my best. I ended up getting fifth in the entire country. And people were like, whoa, who's this random rookie coming in here? So second season, season six, I came out there and I was like, listen, I don't want people to think that I'm just some one-off guy that got lucky season, his first season. Like, I'm going to show him that I'm a real athlete. So I trained my butt off that year and I beat everyone in the country my second year. Wow. Uh, I was on Team USA. I was selected for multiple, you know, side uh, competitions through the show. And it was amazing. Um, back in season six and in season nine, when I beat everybody again for the second time, there were no prizes for beating the, the, everyone in the field. Uh, starting season 10, the year after I had done it for a second time, they started giving consolation prizes of $100,000. Wow. So I've missed out on 200K at this point. The more non-linearities. <laughs> um, so it just makes me want it more though. You know what I mean? Right. It makes me want it more. And it has been, I mean, season nine was four seasons ago. We've been through 10, 11, 12, we're in 13. And I, you know, statistically speaking, every three years I've been the last ninja standing aside from last year. Last year, it was the COVID season. It kind of, you know, we, we it was a very half, half done season, I guess we can call it. We were filmed in one location. There was no Vegas finals. It was very non-traditional. And so I didn't win last year. I went into it with a different mindset. So I'm not counting last year. So every three years I have beaten everyone. I have won. 
So, so this, so that's really interesting because as two meteorologists talking, as you said that I was like, well, maybe you should be called El Nino because you know El Nino happens about every two to seven years somewhere in. A, <laughs> I, I don't like know, this. Re, I rebranding, like it. rebranding, rebranding the weatherman, El Nino stepping up. Yeah, because every three years, you know, roughly it, it, it's obvious. You know, you know, we oh, talk about man. it in my class at UGA, but. Between two and seven years, the recurring yeah. is well, no process in the Pacific. But we're talking with Joe Morosky and we're talking about him as the weather ninja. If you watch the show, you know him as a meteorologist. Now, I'm curious, what do you find most challenging about being on the show? What uh, is there something particular that you're like, oh gosh, I don't really think that's. Yeah, you know what? Every time I start the course, right before you go, okay, on the show, they give you the, it's like, boop, 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 boop. And there's that countdown that you hear on TV, but on in reality, there's a guy in the background. Five, four, three, two, one, go! And you're like, okay. <laughs> that is the worst part. That's the part everyone dreads. Even myself, a you know, savvy nine nine time veteran, I freak out. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, it's it's just not anyone's comfort zone. It's like you're about to step out of the plane to skydive. Nobody. I mean, there are some some thrill seekers, of course, that love that feeling. And don't get me wrong, I do too. It's just, I prefer flying. I don't prefer the, the anticipation of it. I prefer being in it, right? And I feel mo I feel like most people do, depending on you know the situation. And so that's kind of where I'm at. When I start the course, everything melts away. It's just like when you're about to go live. You know, you're about to go live and you're like, okay. You know, it might be a little rusty, especially maybe in a freelance. You know, you're all right, take do a little some jumping jacks, maybe get do get down, do some push-ups, get the heart rate you know, equalize and everything with the body and how it feels. And then you're off, you know, and then you're in that moment live. And I always tell people, I think I have an upper hand in that sense, because to go live on TV is much harder than doing Ninja Warrior. Now that's coming from an athlete. No, I'm not saying that. Come on out. Let's go do the course. No, it's not that easy. Um, but if you have the tools and you have the training and then you have the mental training behind it, which is you know, like I just said, going live on TV, I think that is amazing mental training because now, it takes an, another level to try to be perfect in how you speak and how you move. And, you know, you try not to have those twitches that you might have. And there's so many different things that, that, you know, you have to work on to perfect yourself. And in the warrior, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to beat it, right? You just have to beat the obstacle. So to have the, the room, the wiggle room, it's great. I feel like everything has come together as a meteorologist to make me who I am as a ninja. And I, and I want to get back because, I, you know, I've, I've got the timelines in order now because you, you went right into American Ninja Warrior out of, out of school. Help us to sort of understand now where the TV meteorology opportunities came. Were these during the off seasons that you were coming back home and then doing TV meteorology? Sort of insert that into your timeline for us. Yeah, so... <clears throat> I interned up at NBC Connecticut with Brad Field. Um, Brad Field was doing weather up there for 30, 30 plus years. I'm pretty sure he was like 32, 33, 34 years, something like that. Uh, you know, silver, silver, wow, silver circle award winner, you know, obviously a you know, CBM, um, uh, chief meteorologist. He was amazing. He's the guy I watched growing up, the guy that I would, you know, I'd look at all the news stations, but always turn Brad. Brad was I don't know, something about him. We just, I just connected through the TV with him. And uh, in college, I was like, you know what? It doesn't hurt to try to get an internship up there. Let's do it. And sure enough, it worked out. And Brad, Brad's hilarious. Now Brad and I text every once in a while. He's like, yo, why don't we get lunch? Come on, man. 
And uh, I, I'm trying, you know, I got a busy life and he's got a busy life. He's coaching baseball now while enjoying the retired life. And, and I got three kids. It's it's hard, you know, especially him being an hour away. But, you know, he he taught me so much about the meteorology world and how it functions and, you know, the, the, the studio life. And um, and so when I left him and, you know, kind of started into Ninja, I reached out at one point. I was like, listen, I, I'm not sure if Ninja is something I can make a career out of. And this is back when it really there was no gems. Uh, it was it was a big show, you know, up and coming, of course, it was it was still growing. Um, but it, it just wasn't as big. It didn't have six million viewers per episode. It was back. It was, you know, maybe four million viewers. I mean, two, two million, two million bump is pretty big. Um, didn't really have those big sponsorships. And now it's different. You know, now people are making careers like myself. I'm a manager at a gym, you know, it's um, and hopefully a franchise partner in, in the near future. You know, this is um, definitely a career opportunity. And uh, but, you know, back when I was interning and, and soon after I realized, hey, maybe it's not something I can do full time. Maybe I'll, I'll dabble into the weather again. Why not? I love weather. And this is what I went to school for. And this is what I've always had a passion for. And so I reached out to Brad. I was like, hey, if you know anyone that's hiring or anything, let me know. And, uh, you know, I think a few months later, he ended up messaging me. He was like, hey, uh, buddy of mine at News 12 in, in Connecticut down in Norwalk looking for a freelance, you know, give him a call or whatever. So I ended up meeting with him. Um, he gave me the job on the spot. I was like, OK, I don't know if I'm qualified. I'm freaking out now. Like what? <laughs> but that was it. And uh so thank you, Brad. <laughs> thank you, NBC Connecticut. Thank you, News 12, um, you know, for all those op awesome opportunities. And, and uh, it's just helped mold me into who I am today. Pretty awesome. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And we are back on the Weather Geeks podcast. I'm Dr. Marshall Shepard from the University of Georgia, and I'm speaking with Joe Morofsky. And this is a fascinating, this is just one of the more fascinating weather geeks. So shout out to Joe for just agreeing to do this and shout out to Sarah Dillingham and her team for and Josh Vexer and anyone else who made this happen because this is such a, I mean, weather geeks is, we geek out on all kinds of topics, but this is really one of the more unique ones. Quiet as kept, a little birdie told me that you actually did some work with the, this is the Weather Channel's podcast, Weather Geeks. You've actually done some work with the Weather Channel. Tell us about that. You know, that's really funny how I forgot all about that. I don't understand how I could because I'm literally talking to the Weather Channel podcast here, the Weather Geeks. Um, yeah, my second season, I believe in my, it was my second season on the show. I had, um, you know, I had the marketing team probably for the Weather Channel reach out to me uh, via my website. And, uh, you know, they were like, we love that you're a weatherman. We love that you're doing Ninja. We would love to do some sort of uh, promo for our new weather app, the Weather Channel app. And uh, I was like, oh, like what? And they were like, well, we're thinking like a commercial. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Yeah, let's do it. And so, you know, we worked out having me come down to Atlanta and we filmed for three days 
uh, all over the city. We ended up scoping out spots and it was really cool because having a gymnastics parkour, if you're not familiar with parkour, it's like, it's like urban gymnastics where the guys jump from rooftop to rooftop or they're scaling the side of the building, which by the way, very ninja-like. And, uh, <laughs> and so Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man. That's absolutely. Yes, I get that's related I to Spider-Man every once in a while, yes. you know, in a little superhero action. Um, so yeah, we ended up shooting the commercial and it was pretty cool. I think it's got over a million views on YouTube. Uh, it's like, I think the title of it's like Joe Morosky finds a sunny spot and it's for lunch <laughs> or something. It was some weird thing. But if you type in just Joe Morosky weather channel, it'll, it'll pop up. You know, it's, 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 I was still learning a lot, obviously, as we all do throughout life. And so I look back and there are moments where I'm like, oh gosh, I can't believe I did that. Or I can't believe this or that, or, but it came out really well. The, the production team did a great job. Uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, the extras I worked with. Tons of fun. And it was my first big gig. You know, I was uh, I was the lead stunt man and actor, I suppose, even though it was not acting, it was more being myself. Um, but it was unique, certainly unique. And it was so much fun. And I just like everything, I learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about myself. And, uh, you know, those types of opportunities, you got to thank Ninja Warrior for that, you know, because without that exposure on the show, um, who knows, you know, and then I ended, up, I ended up getting to be on the today show a few times and met Al Roker and was on, uh, with wake up with Al one morning. And I was teasing him. I was like, Al, let's go, man. Let's get you on the course. He's like, no, I don't think that. <laughs> yeah. I, don't I was like, that. I'm passing on that one, bro. But, um, yeah, one of the things that you now have in common with Al Roker is that you are now a guest on weather geeks because Al was one of, one of our guests on the podcast, uh, about a year or so ago. So, uh, it's just more synergy there. Now I, I know you do. Uh, motivational speaking as well. I mean, what's what's generally your message that you deliver when you speak? I mean, it, it's a little cliche, of course, but it means so much to me. It's just the idea of never giving up. You know, I, I've been doing this for nine years and people will say, well, Joe, you never won the million dollars. You never have beaten the entire thing. Even though you have beaten everyone in the country twice, you still fell on the course. And because of that, you didn't win the million bucks. I'm like, all right, well, is it really about winning or is it about the process to get to where you need to be to finally be at the right moment to win? You know, you can't, you can't force those things. Maybe I'm not ready. Maybe I, you know, maybe God doesn't want me to win because if I win in that moment, I'm not going to be ready to handle it. Maybe I'm going to turn to a different version of myself that I'm not going to be able to handle with the money and the fame that may come from winning. And so I, I, that's always been the message. You know, the message is you, you can't give up when the times get tough. You've already put in the effort. You've already put in the hard work, you know, get a reward from it. Don't give up when it gets tough. And there are times where you're going to get beat down. I've been down and just crying on my knees saying, why am I doing this? Why am I even going to go back? What's the point? But then I get that spark within me saying, Joe, <laughs> Joe, this is not who you are. Right. You can't give up. You can't give in. You've you've been so close so many years. And so that's always been the message, whether it's in the athletic world or in the in the workspace. You do what you love and you focus on that. And you and you and you don't ever think your goals are too big to achieve. Ever. You have to focus and you have to put in the effort greater than what you think you can even do. You just have to just push, just keep pushing it and you'll be able to achieve anything. 
Yeah, that, and that's a great message uh, that transcends the weather or, or TV shows. And I really appreciate that you share that. And I think you have one. Uh, it sounds like you have an amazing family. You're doing what you love and you've had some opportunities that you probably wouldn't have had otherwise. So I'm, from my perspective, you definitely have won, whether you've won on the show or not. But let's do a little business. Where can people watch, watch, watch you in the next season coming up? And where can people find you on social media? So the new season starts airing May 31st. So at the time of us recording this, you know, we got a few weeks to go. Uh, I'm going to be on specifically the second episode. So I think that's June 6th, okay. I believe. And you're going to catch that on NBC. You can also catch it on uh, Peacock, the, the NBC app. Um, I'm sure it's on Hulu and all these other outlets, of course. Um, there's reruns on NBC Sports, all that good stuff. Um, my website, nice and simple, joemorowski.com. You can just Google it. My my Instagram and, and all the social media handles also add Joe Morofsky. I, I like to keep it simple. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. And wow, what an amazing uh, discussion, Joe. Thank you for joining us. Before I get out of here, though, I've got to do something I do at the end of every podcast. It's time for our Geek of the Week. We like to highlight a scientist superstar, a great geologist, or a weather weenie at the end of every podcast. This episode's Geek of the Week is Jesse Keenel. Keen, I'm sorry, Jesse. Jesse is a delivery driver who loves weather. He's a big fan of summertime thunderstorms, and, one, and when one is approaching, you'll find him filming in the elements and keeping a careful eye out on lightning. Me too, Jesse. Jesse's most memorable weather moment was when he experienced a tornado. And for those of you out there who have experienced one, you can agree. Thanks for being a fan, Jesse, and stay safe out there in those storms. Now, if you would like to nominate someone as a Geek of the Week, check out our social media pages. Joe, this has been amazing. Good luck on the season upcoming. And, you know, definitely you're part of the Weather Channel family. Uh, thank you for being a part of Weather Geeks. Thank you, Marshall. It's been awesome. I love talking to you guys and hopefully we'll do this again at some point in the future. Absolutely. I'm Dr. Marshall Shepard from the University of Georgia. We'll see you next time on Weather Geeks. Weather Geeks.